Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. On that note, if you want to donate, if you donate $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and From John to Justin, and on social media. If you donate $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by you with your name at the start. It's also stated it's sponsored by you on social media. If you donate $20, you get everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you and promotion of something you're working on. And if you donate $50, you get everything from the $5, $10, and $20, plus you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. You can also donate at buymeacupofcoffee slash craigu, and all of these links will be in my show notes. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok, where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to Bairdo37. And if you like, you can find weekly videos about Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash canadianhistoryx. You can also find transcripts of every episode I've ever done on my website. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. First, thank you to Brett Hedges, who donated to the podcast and requested an episode about Howard McCurdy, a fascinating individual. So, let's explore his life. Born on December 10, 1932 in London, Ontario, Howard McCurdy was a descendant of NASA McCurdy. NASA was an agent of the Underground Railroad and would help bring many African-American slaves to Canada where they could have their freedom. When Howard McCurdy was nine, his family moved to Amherstburg, Ontario, and it was there he would begin to experience his first taste of racism. As a child, he attempted to join the Cub Scouts, but he was excluded and told to form a black-only troop. This discrimination at a young age would push him to fight against racism for the rest of his life. At the University of Western Ontario, McCurdy received a Bachelor of Arts and then attended Assumption University, where he earned a Bachelor of Science. At Michigan State University, he would earn a Master of Science and then a PhD in Microbiology and Chemistry. In 1956, he also nearly made the Canadian Olympic team, but he couldn't afford to go to training camp in Vancouver. He was highly skilled in the high jump, long jump, and sprinting. In 1959, he would come back to Assumption College and join the biology department, where he became the first black Canadian to hold a 10-year track position at a Canadian university. When the New Democratic Party was formed in 1961, it was McCurdy who spoke at the founding convention that chose the name of New Democratic Party. The Windsor Star wrote, quote, Howard McCurdy of the Amherstburg New Party Club urged the recommendation go back with direction that the name New Democratic Party be considered possibly put on the ballot, end quote. Many in the party wanted to call the party New Party, but McCurdy felt this was foolish. McCurdy stated that a married couple would not call their new baby by the title of New Baby for the rest of its life. In 1962, McCurdy founded the Guardian Club, an organization to fight racial discrimination in Windsor. In 1969, he founded and became the first president of the National Black Coalition of Canada, McCurdy would criticize white liberals, stating that it was time white liberals stopped trying to choose leaders for the blacks. He added that whites should join hands with blacks in fighting for a better society. He would state, quote, Nothing has been said to indicate the white liberal is no longer a friend or an actual ally. 
All we're saying is that you listen more carefully to our views of what you should be doing. End quote. From 1974 to 1979, McCurdy served as the department head of his biology department, and from 1976 to 1980, he was the president of the Canadian College of Microbiologists, an organization he would found. Eventually, he would decide to quit the university, and that decision came down after the department selection committee, which was in charge of reappointing him as the head of the department or finding a successor, had, in his words, quote, refused after many meetings either to recommend or reject my candidacy or even to invite me to an interview, end quote. Among students, there was a petition drawn up where they gave their overwhelming support for McCurdy in the department, which had grown at a massive rate during his time as its head. At the time, McCurdy was the only Canadian-born black PhD to teach at a Canadian university. When he quit his position at the university, he stated that it was not a tactic, but an impulsive statement of personal dignity. Over the course of his teaching career, McCurdy would also author more than 50 scientific papers. In 1979, McCurdy began his move into politics when he was elected as an alderman for Windsor, where he would serve two terms. In the 1984 federal election, he made the decision to run for Parliament. The Windsor Star would state, quote, To some, Howard McCurdy is a pompous and arrogant person. He says he simply refuses to conform to stereotypes as a professor, a counselor, and a black man, end quote. McCurdy would respond to this by stating, quote, To some people, I guess I don't correspond to stereotypes. I have by no measure ever considered myself to be inferior to anybody, but I don't consider myself too superior to anybody. Some people say that I'm sharp-tongued, and other people that like me say I'm articulate, end quote. McCurdy would be elected in the riding of Windsor-Walkerville as a member of the NDP, becoming only the second black Canadian to serve in the House of Commons and the first for the NDP. He was able to take 36% of the vote in his riding. With four degrees to his name, he also may have been the most educated elected member of Parliament at the time. In 1986, speaking to Maclean's magazine, McCurdy would state, quote, The country has changed dramatically. Canada is doing quite well on civil rights, but there's still not a single black in this country who has not been subjected to racism. End quote. Within the House of Commons, he was known as someone who would not hesitate to attack the government. In a Maclean's article from September 8, 1986, called Stars on the Horizon, it stated, quote, The forceful 54-year-old McCurdy entered the House of Commons in 1984 as the only black MP. Since then, he has embarrassed the government with a succession of disclosures, including last March's revelation that a former minister planned to use government funds to recruit new party members. His passionate and compelling opposition to the apartheid system of racial segregation in South Africa has won him praise across the nation. End quote. In 1988, McCurdy was able to defeat his opponent by 14,000 votes for a landslide victory. One year later, as the federal NDP were looking for a new leader after NDP icon Ed Broadbent, many put their names forward, including Sven Robinson, the first openly gay MP in Canadian history. McCurdy would state, quote, Can a gay man lead a political party in Canada in 1989? I'm black. A woman. The country is ready for a woman as a leader, but I am not so sure about the others. End quote. He would be all too right in his assessment. McCurdy would make the decision to run for the leadership. He was considered a front-runner and was polling at second behind Audrey McLaughlin for much of the campaign. He would say during one interview, quote, It looks excellent. We feel we are in second place right now. End quote. He would say in a speech to delegates at the leadership convention on December 2, 1989, quote, We follow the principles that we have been taught by all the great religious leaders, and that is that we must care for each other. 
end quote. He would finish with 10.7% of the vote after the first ballot, but he withdrew his name after that round. Audrey McLaughlin would become the new leader of the party. One reason for the loss, considering he was a front-runner, was the fact that McCurdy was battling the flu during the leadership election, and that prevented him from delivering one of his typical high-octane speeches to the delegates. The Windsor Star wrote, quote, The Windsor St. Clair's MP's passionate address did not strike the chord in the convention crowd that his campaign had been hoping for, end quote. Montreal area delegate Phil Edmondson would state, quote, Expectations have been built up so much and he just didn't meet them. End quote. McCurdy would state that the speech he gave was not one of his best and he did not speak on the main topic of the day, the Meech Lake Accord, because he was not feeling well. McCurdy would state of his loss in the leadership election quote, Among the visible minorities who are here, there is a great deal of disappointment given the expectations that were built up. It wasn't just empty air, it was on the basis of what we were told in the polling that we did. End quote. After he pulled out of the running, McCurdy put his support behind Steve Langan, another Windsor MP who was described as a rival, not often a friend. As a member of Parliament in the House of Commons, McCurdy was never really free of racism. During one debate, Progressive Conservative MP Jack Shields would yell, Shut up, Sambo, at McCurdy during one debate in the House of Commons. Shields would apologize to the House, but not to McCurdy. McCurdy would state that this was not just disrespectful to him, but to all black Canadians. In 1990, McCurdy would have a private meeting with Nelson Mandela during his visit to Canada soon after his release from prison. Mandela told McCurdy that Canada must keep sanctions against South Africa over apartheid. This was the third time that Mandela had met McCurdy. The two men had met at the Nambian Independence Celebrations and in Nigeria, where McCurdy negotiated arrangements for the Canadian Nelson Mandela Fund, which would help Mandela with his political activities in South Africa. McCurdy said, quote, He seemed no different than the last two times I saw him. I've been reading the press reports about the concerns about his health, but I sat there admiring his great physical condition. End quote. Until apartheid ended in South Africa, McCurdy was one of the most vocal Canadian politicians for keeping sanctions in place. It was for this reason that Mandela would personally thank McCurdy and call him a civil rights hero. When Namibia became the newest country in the world in March 1990, McCurdy was selected as one of two MPs to represent Canada at the ceremonies in the country. McCurdy would be defeated in the 1993 election, and he would state on the night of his loss, quote, just because I'm smiling, don't misunderstand. I hate more than anything in the world to lose, but it makes it so sweet the victory when you come back to win again. End quote. In 1995, McCurdy campaigned for the Ontario New Democratic Party nomination for the Windsor Sandwich Riding, but he lost in a shocking defeat. Even outside of being in Parliament, the issue of minorities in politics will always be close to the heart of McCurdy. I think that... that uh... Although there were times when, when in Windsor and the area in which uh, uh, there was a great deal of discrimination and racism and in some areas just actual segregation, uh, that battle has been fought to, to a very large degree. That's not to say that uh, that uh, visible minorities communities visible minority communities are not confronted from time to time with discrimination. It still has, remains a challenge, but I think that uh, in in terms of political involvement, the, the black community uh, has been engaged for quite some time. Uh, 
but they don't face the language uh, challenges. They don't face uh, some of the, the prejudicial challenges that, that, that uh, cultural uh, uh, ethnic communities may confront. McCurdy would sadly pass away on February 20th, 2018, at the age of 85. Howard McCurdy uh, was a mentor, role model for all of us uh, here in Windsor. He's the one that actually the NDP wouldn't be the NDP without Howard McCurdy. It was in his, uh, in his speech where uh, he mentioned uh, the NDP and they, they adopted the name. Um, also how he fought for civil rights. Like, um, I mean, it's still ongoing even today. I like to describe black Canadians who are a little bit passive aggressive. Um, well, just like relax, but then it's like, uh, if there's something wrong, then we're gonna come get you. And uh, that's, uh, that's Howard McCurdy was just like, boom. Um, he had the words, he had the knowledge, and uh, anyways, he wouldn't back down until uh, everything was solved. Uh, it was about equal rights first, so. His whole family helped shape me because we looked up to them. We had pride in them. You didn't see, you didn't have a lot to be proud of in our community but they were one of the thing, people that we look forward to. You know, you had pride in what they did, what they stood for, what they did for us. It was just amazing. For this kind of a man, uh, we can equate his legacy to the American Martin Luther King. To think of him as a man that fought for freedom, to think of a man that fought for, uh, fought for equality, for a man that tend to strive for the betterment of uh, black people, not only black people, but I would probably say, you know, Canadian people as a whole. Langdon, his old rival, would state that McCurdy was, quote, a symbol of change, of diversity, of brilliance, end quote. His daughter Leslie would state, quote, I think if people knew about it, and if we celebrated personalities in Canada the way they do in the United States, my father would be Canada's Martin Luther King, because he was an excellent speaker and spoke about civil and human rights all over the world, end quote. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh would say, quote, Very saddened to hear about the passing of Howard McCurdy. He was a trailblazer, a powerful civil rights activist, our party's first black MP, and a role model from my hometown of Windsor. End quote. Jean Augustine, the first black Canadian woman to be elected to Parliament, would say of McCurdy, quote, Howard was smart, bright, and articulate. He was passionate about black community issues, and he did not mince words. He was fearless at challenging injustices and always spoke to truth." End quote. Over the course of his life, McCurdy would receive several awards. In 1967, he was awarded the Canadian Centennial Medal and the Queen's Silver Jubilee Medal in 1977. In 2012, he was awarded the Order of Ontario and later that year also received the Order of Canada. I will end this episode with McCurdy's citation for the Order of Canada. It states, quote, Howard McCurdy is a champion of human rights. While serving as a professor of microbiology and chemistry at the University of Windsor, he worked to break down racial barriers in his community. He founded the Guardian Club, which raises awareness about racism and discrimination, and served as the first president of the National Black Coalition of Canada. His desire for equality eventually carried him into the political realm, where he was highly regarded both for his scientific expertise and for his commitment to social justice. End quote. I hope you enjoyed that special episode about Howard McCurdy. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. 
just go to patreon.com slash Canada EHX. And you can donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Keelan Pregnitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseeth, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from McLean's Windsor Star, Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Wikipedia, The Ottawa Citizen, Edmonton Journal, CBC, Global News, CTV, and The Calgary Herald. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.